Well, welcome to a, another episode of The Deep Dive. Um, we are in a series called The Stories Jesus Tells, where we're looking at different parables uh, while also considering vision. Who are we um, to be as a church? Where is God leading us? And what can we glean from these parables um, in terms of application? And so uh, my name is Brad. I'm one of the pastors uh, here at Calvary. I get the pleasure of serving on the teaching team, preaching uh, now and again, joined by a friend, co-worker, fantasy baseball enthusiast, uh, master beard grower, mm. Dan I, Borth. I work real hard at that last one. <laughs> I uh, pump pump my arms twenty times every morning. The hair just. Hi, uh, I'm Dan, and yes, I do like fantasy baseball. Yeah, so uh, we are in a like I said, a series where we're looking at parables. Yeah. And specifically, um, you know, this week we had a, a, f- a couple parables, right, yeah. that we were um, entertaining. Before we really get into those, uh, some of the previous conversations we've been having in these deep dives have, have related to, well, I had a conversation with Paul where a lot of it was just, you know, introducing himself. And then yeah. uh, we talked a little bit about... Um, hell and judgment, but it was more from like an apologetic, like it was very quick. Um, Sounds fun. Yeah. And then I had a conversation with Brett and Kyle, which uh, they are uh, good friends of mine. Um, they, the idea is, Hey, listen, in the parable of the wheat and the weeds, yeah. um, there's growth that's, yeah. you know, in focus yeah. and we are called to, to grow and yet we can get in the way of that growth. And so mm. uh, just inviting both of them into a conversation of like, Hey, how do we grow? Mm-hmm. And, uh, that conversation went kind of a whole bunch of different directions. Would yep. encourage if you have not, as you're listening, if you you did not get a chance to listen to that conversation, I invite you to do so. Uh, and then last week we really talked about uh, this parable that we looked at of uh, the rich man and Lazarus. And so we got to pick up that hell conversation again, yep. um, which again, it's just a very striking, we have an image of who Jesus is, and yet he talks about hell and the yep. devil pretty pointedly I, at a few different places. I, I've been asking Brad on social media to advertise those two as what is hell listen to the deep dive yeah so anyway it it is what it is um but anyway just good to be back in the rhythm i I love this format um but before we look at these parables specifically um what are some maybe overarching principles that we can have in our back pocket as we examine and look at the, the stories that jesus tells so, like reading parables? How do we read parables well? Yeah. Um, well, I, I, not to oversimplify it, but we have to read them as stories told with a point, mm-hmm. um, and in particular, stories told with a kingdom point. They're, mm-hmm. they're kingdom stories. It's like, um, it's a little bit like, it, it, depending on your family or your hobbies, mm-hmm. um, if you slow down, you can hear the stories that people in your circle tell themselves. Yep. It could be everything from like why I drive five over the speed limit to why I never stop completely at a stop sign. Mm-hmm. Like it can be uh, why we use this particular lure on this particular lake for mm-hmm. fishermen or um, – you know, why, uh, you know, a particular type of yarn for a crochet or is like a mm-hmm. preferred type of mm-hmm. yarn. Sometimes those things are very true. Sometimes it's just comes from a story that like somewhere along the line, somebody gave some, some sense of what, what something was about hmm. and people go with it. Yeah. It's baseball. Get your elbow up. Yeah. Yeah. What so I that? think, um, 
Yeah, focus on the the main point, right? Often when Jesus yep. was uh, telling his his parables, he was responding to a particular question. That's right. Um, or a presupposition, a prejudice, a uh, misunderstanding, and so he had a, a pretty singular focus in like the point he's trying to make. It's kind of like when you're having a conversation with someone. Uh, my dad comes to mind. Uh, the number of times I have heard the phrase, "It's kind of like," yeah, and then he goes to tell a story that yeah. is um, it's very clear in his mind um, the point that he sure. makes and then but but it makes sense it's he's trying to illustrate something and that's, so that's right. what Jesus is doing too he's, well there's wisdom in that mm-hmm. because a, a thing is not necessarily its definition we have to actually yes. experience the that's thing. really good so we can be really clear about once what something is or is not through uh, definite in uh, theology and mm-hmm. Christ, Christian doctrine we can be really clear in our doctrines yeah. But the thing is, like, that's not the thing itself. Living it is the mm, thing. That's really good. So Jesus often answers sometimes pretty pointed questions, yeah. to your point, with, let me tell you a story. This is the kingdom of heaven is like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is uh, beautiful mm-hmm. in one sense. Um, it, has, it has always struck me as, uh, if you ever study theology, um, Brad, correct me if I'm wrong, but when I think back to systematic studies, Mm -hmm. very few systematic things quote the parables. However, Mm -hmm. most of what we understand about the kingdom of heaven, that all of the doctrines fit within are given to us by Jesus in parables. And then they're explained and unpacked other places. That's a phenomenal point. I've never thought about that, but that's that's true. It's a Western mind kind of thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, In fact, my mentor was one of the most gifted systematic preachers I've ever met. Hmm. Um, and there, there's a place for it and it definitely connects with, uh, especially modern people, um, makes bridges, you know, for postmodern to modern, all of that. However, uh, we do, I think want to be humble, mm-hmm. like in that, um, our explanations mm-hmm. aren't the thing. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus was asked, what's the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. this, the, a lot of these stories is what mm. he wanted us to hear. That's really good. That's really good. So in these stories, focus on the main point. Um, the main, the main thing uh, that Jesus is, is speaking of. That doesn't mean we can't learn from other areas That's uh, right. of it That's as right. well. Um, I think another principle maybe would be, um, and this this applies for any time we're we're opening up God's Word and, and learning. Like there is a distance between ourselves and the original hearers, and so yeah. the um, the illustrations that Jesus uses because he's again he's telling a story he is making an illustration it's going to include uh things that we're not familiar with but his original hearers would have been very familiar with yes so a couple weeks ago um again when you know, preaching on Matthew chapter 13 the wheat and the weeds made a, a point about hey the the type of weed would have been probably pretty familiar with the original audience and so a lot like a lot like my lawn my weeds and my grass are pretty indistinguishable. Both yes. are not all yes. that great. Yes, and yet we like to read into it from our place of, oh, the uh, it's really easy to distinguish the Christians from the non-Christians. Yeah. And, like, that's just not the point of the story. Nope. So um, we need to do some work to understand the illustrations, the things that Jesus yep. is, is, uh, is speaking. And then I think a third point would be, or a third principle for how to read parables well. Um, the reason Jesus is using a story is because it's a like a backdoor w- way of making a, a point. 
viewpoint and and changing um, perception on on things. And so, if we don't read the parables and allow our perceptions to be changed, um, we're not reading the parable yeah. appropriately. I would uh, even throw this out, and maybe not uh, with for our time um, or even the point of this conversation, but something I wrestle with is is the best way to explain a parable by explaining the parable like prose, mm-hmm. bullet by bullet, mm-hmm. or is the best way to explain a parable by simply retelling the story again mm. and then sitting in it with somebody else? You know, I, I don't know. That's good. I don't know. It'd be a really short sermon to just read the parable. I don't want to say something disruptive, but most of Jesus were, according <laughs> to what we have in the text. That's fair. I mean, even the Sermon on the Mount, you can read it out loud in about 20, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Wisdom from the master. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So let's, uh, let's dive in uh, this week. So this week you said there, there's three parables. Three. Yes. That we're going to, we're going to read. That's right. Um, and then, yeah, just unpack and talk through a little bit. All right. Let's do it. Uh, this is Matthew 13, starting in verse 44. Uh, actually, Brad, um, it follows the explanation of the weeds and the wheat that mm-hmm. you shared. Um, Okay, uh, the first parable, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, when a man found and covered it, which a man found and covered up. And then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Um, full stop. Full stop. So, and that's the end of the parable. Yep. So think, like, this is a, a, a time when there's no way to document that moment. There's no way to validate that he found it. There's no way to photo, you know, take a selfie next to the treasure. No NFT. Nothing. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) This is the first time NFTs would have been really helpful. And uh, it's not crypto. That's a great point. Uh, Very tangible. And so he finds this treasure, and he knows that unless he's proactive, Mm -hmm. this treasure could become someone else's. Mm -hmm. And so he does uh, what actually makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. He uh, hides it again. He goes away, and the only action he takes is buying the entire field. Yeah. You know, he wants to make sure that that everything that treasure is, is he's going to have access to. And no one else is able to, like, go and steal it. And I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, claim ownership. I, Again, there's a lot of details that we could fill in that we don't want to miss the, the main point. I think so. I think so. I think we just have to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kingdom of heaven is like treasure. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of heaven is the treasure. And when somebody finds it and understands what is the grace of God in Jesus, mm-hmm. like it's it's so valuable, it's so worth actually like a, a, a life redirect. It's mm-hmm. so worth just buying in, and that now becomes. I mean, like we could start drawing other things, and mm-hmm. I don't want to say more, but mm-hmm. I do think in the ancient Near East, like property ownership told a story of like personal um, connection mm-hmm. and history, like. For this person to sell some their stuff and go buy this field says something in society. It's a it's a I'm I'm gonna be here and not there. I'm gonna be associated with this property and its history and not that mm. property and mm-hmm. and even potentially my history. Mm-hmm. Um I don't want to overdraw it, but I do think there are tones there. Um so yeah, that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. I love the simple simile, right, that that's here. I Again, he's. Um, it probably doesn't change the perception of of the hearers, 
if he were to say, the kingdom of heaven is the redemptive reign and rule of God in our world, <laughs> right? Like Beginning with cre- creation, yeah. <laughs> even in the fall. Yeah. Into, yeah. Um, and this is what it looks like in its purest It It's helpful. I, it captures the imagination. Yeah. You can't hear this parable without imagining the guy who's yeah. who discovers it and who goes and... Well, I, and I have a... Um, I, I believe I shared this story, but... Um, two years ago, uh, one of my best friends in life, um, mm-hmm. he passed away suddenly. He was driving his car, mm. passed away medically. Um, I've never heard a conclusive explanation. It's bizarre. Mm. But part of his story, his name's Matt, part of his story is um, when he was a teenager, he got involved in a youth group. But when he heard about the gospel, and it was mm-hmm. like when he discovered the treasure in the field, Nothing was the same. Hmm. He reoriented his whole life mm-hmm. to knowing, following, and sharing mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, and he had some cool things. So he and I became friends in college. He also, oddly, this that was in Texas, mm-hmm. he came here to St. Charles area, mm-hmm. oddly enough, was mm-hmm. the youth pastor at the church I grew up at, was the youth pastor to my own sisters. Mm. Um, and when he passed away, I got a sense of his impact. He, he wound up planting a church in uh, Marble Falls, which is Austin area Texas, outside. Yeah. Um, Brad, I've never uh, so far, mm-hmm. and I've, I've known a lot of really wonderful believers, mm-hmm. I've never seen somebody who had such a diverse um, from all over the country, mm. and I'm sure it had to do with tragedy too, mm-hmm. but everyone there could say, this man um, encouraged me. Hmm. And like to know Jesus or to follow Jesus or to share Jesus. Hmm. It was incredible. Hmm. And that parable came to mind. Mm-hmm. Like my friend Matt, he when he found Jesus, he sold everything he had and he made his whole life about that. Hmm. It was beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think the the word that sticks out to me in this parable, right, is in his joy. Yeah. You know, it's not in his shrewdness. It's yeah. not in his um Ability to take advantage of a situation. I think um, has your family has your family watched the Santa Clauses? Yeah, we did on Disney Plus. We did. Okay, yes. so we're we're a few you know several weeks removed from Christmas, but I think this illustration maybe still still pulls. I see where you're going. This is right on. Yeah. So you have um, so in the Santa Clauses, right? Tim Allen, who's Santa Claus, is uh, he's having a little bit of trouble. He isn't. Um, able to be Santa Claus in the same way that he had been Santa Claus. So he expects or assumes like, oh, I'm probably, uh, I need to retire and it's time for a a new person to be Santa Claus. So he, you know, does some, uh, you know, open, open interview, you know, check, you know, Peyton Manning comes in and interviews, which is a great cinematic, you know, wonderful scene. Um, It it really is. Uh, But uh, this, this character, I forget his, I forget his name, um, but played by, um, Ca- uh, Cal, um, oh man, he's in House. He was in uh, Obama's administration for a bit. Anyway, there's a character who he's uh, he's kind of a, a tech CEO. He's struggling. Uh, he's trying to make money. He's had his own personal tragedy um, happen in his own life. He's a yep. single dad uh, with a daughter, trying to you know make her world. And he gets the opportunity, the the job essentially he that he interviews for pretty pretty horrible interview, but has a moment where, you know, he kind of shows some redemption and, um, he is offered the job of Santa Claus to which he accepts Christmas, Christmas. Now was it Christmas everywhere? Christmas every day, Christmas every day. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and then what he does is he just, he, he takes it and he sees the, the opportunity, um, to make money. Um, even starts with a good motivation. Like, Hey, can we, how do we make Christmas 
better, essentially, yeah. and, and bring more joy to more people. So he manipulates the situation a little bit. He makes Christmas every day. He loses the, the magic and the wonder of Christmas. And um, he takes this thing that is, you know, really meant to just be a, a joyous thing for so many people. And he tries to capitalize it a little bit and take yeah. advantage. And so what ends up being like... And he, interestingly, yeah. I'm, I'm really yeah. glad you use this analogy. He intends mm-hmm. to do good to others yep. while profiting for himself. Yes. He wants both yes, things to exactly. be true. Yeah. Yeah. Because he comes out, like his company hadn't been successful and yeah. he finds a way to use the magic of the North Pole and That's right. uh, along with the technology he's developed. And um, yeah, really, yeah, what you said, he wants to take the magic, the wonder of Christmas and do good for others while also profiting. Yeah. So anyway, that, and then, I mean, that, not to be spoiler alert, but like yeah. it doesn't, go well for him and yeah in the end you know everything's turns out well but it's interesting the treasure sets its own parameters for ownership mm-hmm. and that again like there's just something in yeah. that like it's not the discoverer that gets to decide yeah um anything more than are they in or are they out yeah on the treasure yeah but, cool so, so the se- second parable, yeah, second parable. It's <laughs> actually wildly similar um so matthew says that jesus continues and says Hmm. again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had Mm -hmm. and bought it bought that pearl one thing so we're getting a little closer like this is somebody who has a they're they're in the business of pearls Mm -hmm. they're looking for a really special pearl Mm -hmm. um and the deciding moment comes when they find the the thing they're looking for I, i i'm sure they had some qualifying something yeah, yeah, yeah. had something they were looking for specifically sets it apart um they do everything they can to mm-hmm. own that one pearl they understand the pearl's value against all other pearls mm-hmm. to the point that um at least the way i under the way i hear the story is the only rational thing to do understanding this value was to mortgage everything and go all in on it you know which wasn't like i'm sitting there like that's not rational at all doesn't feel that way. Because, like, okay, well, if he sold, I mean, if we take this for what it says, he sold all that he had. Okay, yep. so he sold his house, he sold his clothes, he sold other things that could potentially bring him income. The, in the naked future. man with a pearl. Yes. <laughs> new, right. new parable title. Uh, <laughs> and yet, as you said, the most yep. rational thing. I mean, he did the thing that was incredibly irrational. Right. Right. Didn't make any sense. Not efficient is the most rational response. And that's kind of that's kind of at the heart of what I wanted to share is, you know, the the caught the the value of a thing, sorry for stumbling over my words there, but there the good. value of the thing is what you or I are willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But the the like ab, you remember absolute values mm-hmm. in math mathematics positive negative like what's the just the numerical St. Charles point. West. Yeah. Shout out Dr. Sunshine. Dude. Shout out to Dr. Sun and Shen. What a what a great person. Yeah. The 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 cost of a thing, the value of a thing is what we're willing to pay to obtain it. But the real true cost, the true mm-hmm. assessment of what mm-hmm. is the full value of that thing is what it costs me in terms of what I'm also not having because mm-hmm. I have it. Yeah. So like, I mean, really simply drawn up, um, if uh myself and my daughter mm-hmm. both want a pack of gum mm-hmm. from the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dollar fifty for a pack of gum. I'm not going to feel that personally. For my daughter, she's pulling out her change purse and she's counting the few dollars she has. Mm-hmm. Which, well, it's more than a few because I'm proud of her and she budgets well. Yeah, yeah. But she, 
she's going to pay. It's going to cost her more mm-hmm. in terms of what she's not able to do with mm. it. She can't get another toy. She can't get other candy. She's going to have to wait till something else comes in, or she does some chores or whatever. Um, the the cost of a thing, yes, it's what we'll pay for it. But the real, the true cost mm-hmm. is what we cannot have mm-hmm. because we want this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the heartbeat behind this particular parable mm. is this man is willing to say that this pearl mm-hmm. is worth mm-hmm. me not having everything I've had mm-hmm. to this point. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like that. Mm. So it, I, I hear a lot of value in this for maybe people who have been searching philosophy mm-hmm. the better part of their life or looking for meaning in relationship or looking at the heavens and wondering. But when you hear the gospel, the good news of Jesus, um, and you recognize it for what it is, like it's got such great value. Mm-hmm. It's worth uh, it's worth moving toward it at the cost of everything else. Yeah, that's really, really good. It's not mine. It's not original. <laughs> well, it's a good line, right? It's a good thought. Yeah. I know you shared that in teaching team a couple weeks ago, and that, that resonates. Um, I think about the housing market. Um, what is a house worth well mm-hmm. it's it's worth what you know people are willing to yeah pay for it's worth you know it, it find we find it value for yeah. you know the housing market and the comps and the relationship to other houses of similar um locations similar yeah. size similar you know specs and yet uh my my mother-in-law she's um actually they're they're trying to um buy a house right now okay. and looking at different houses and uh there's one that they they probably could have had um, if they had been willing to go up to a certain dollar figure, yeah. and the the uh, the broker, the agent on the other end was was doing some shady stuff, like mm. I think probably lying a little bit and saying, oh, no. "Oh, there's another offer that also came in at the same price, max oh, offer most." And she's like, "No, no, I already gave you my 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 max. Like mm-hmm. this is what I am willing to spend, which is really wow. what the value of a house is. It's only yeah. worth what someone is willing. That's true to pay for. I remember going to the car dealership with my grandfather and he prided himself on that's my number (laughs) he'd stand up and walk out interestingly uh turns out those the couple times i went the salesperson was certainly willing to figure out a different number Uh than what they had anyway yeah yeah yeah. well and now you've got the internet and you can't i mean do you ever go um car shopping and go on like kelly blue book and Mm -hmm. look at like the uh, or the um the one that does the buyer's guide i can't think of it right now um it, but you can get like a a true cost of owning a particular vehicle they oh, yeah. they average out like yeah what do most people who own this car pay in repairs over time how quickly does it wear yeah. out tires like yeah. it's fascinating mm-hmm. factors in miles per gallon um your your analogy reminded me of mm-hmm. that analogy that yeah what the thing itself cost is mm-hmm. one thing what does it cost to have the thing mm-hmm. over the long haul mm-hmm. is another equation mm. Um, and this suggests the kingdom of heaven is far greater value in the long run yeah. than anything any of us currently bring to the table. That's really good. All right. So then the third parable. Parable three. All right. So this one, um, this one is, is uh, not in the same vein, okay. uh, but I do think it's connected. Uh, so Jesus, again, this is verse um, excuse me, 47. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers, but threw away the bad. So it will be at the close of the age. Mm -hmm. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. 
In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So we have this hell image again. Yeah, so similar, even the, you know, the similar phrase, phrase from earlier in chapter 13, the weeping yep. and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like a net mm-hmm. that pulls uh, all, all sorts <coughs> out of the sea. I went, uh, my father-in-law, he has his brothers and they go fishing a couple times a year together. Okay. Um, this one time we were using trot lines. Are you familiar with trot mm-hmm. lines that run across a small, mm-hmm. smaller river? Mm-hmm. And um, we pull this trot line up and catfish on one side, nothing on a few hooks. And then like these freshwater eels in the middle. Mm. And those things aren't just not the fish we wanted. <laughs> like Nasty. They're disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. So you, th- you throw back what yeah. you're not looking for. Some things you mm-hmm. throw back because it's not the catfish you want. Some things you throw back because it's inedible and mm-hmm. disgusting. Um, so like, this makes sense. Yeah. No alligator gars are making it. In, uh... <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so what is, what is Jesus saying? Mm. You know, the kingdom of heaven's like a net and the, the, um, you know, the, the, the angels mm-hmm. kind of sort out good from the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear echoes of the weeds and wheat in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad, do you remember, uh, when we were going through covenant, um, with some professors who talked about uh, like it, getting at the question of who are the people of God. Mm-hmm. And they used to always draw circles, mm-hmm. not concentric circles, mm-hmm. uneven circles. Mm-hmm. There's this idea that like, um, here's everybody who's currently like got a finger touching mm-hmm. the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. in one way or another. And the reality is such that um, out of everyone who's in contact with the kingdom of heaven to one degree or another, that there are people whose hearts have truly been regenerated by the grace of God mm-hmm. and are, um, it's like, like they're, they're, um, they're experiencing the grace of God. And that's always a smaller subset of the total that are touching. I don't know about you, but this is what I hear in these parables is almost like a, like a, Hey friend, mm-hmm. don't just get close enough to the kingdom of God to like smell it. Like you're going to have to digest, digest the thing. Don't um, I? What I hear Jesus saying in these is, um, it's not enough to swim in the water. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to have to allow the grace of God to turn you into the right kind of fish. Mm. Um, and it's, what it, it's not enough to get caught in the net. Yeah, 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 that's right. It's it's and today I I feel like this is one of the parables that um, if somebody today were asking themselves, what's the real nature of Christianity or church involvement? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really good question. Because uh, we we try to build good nets, mm-hmm. we want to catch people, we want mm-hmm. to capture their attention. But the question isn't necessarily for us. How can we only find the right fish? Um, we're we're part of the kingdom of heaven. That's like the net. Uh, the question is for each fish in the net to really mm-hmm. um, allow the Holy Spirit to ask that question. Hey, what's going on with you? Yeah, is is your faith in Christ? Yeah. Um, is have you understood the value of the kingdom of heaven? Have you bought in, or are you doing something else? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to leverage this for your own advantage, um, etc.? Yeah, and then you have uh, here the the angels, and not that the parable is the place where we develop our full like angelology or you know whatever, but right. it's it's also not the fish that are separating themselves. Yeah, that's true. That's like, true. like we're not like the fish are just the fish. And yeah. so there is something to be said too, about how often we, 
Um, I don't know. We look around the room and we make the decisions of like, Ooh, oh, that's a great they're point. not. That's a great point. They're not the good fish. They're not the yep. thing that Jesus is fishing for. Um, but I, but I yep. am. It's like no, that's leave it up to the one who's actually doing it. Well, and I think for the hearer, it it kind of invites this like, okay, if that's the case, how do I see from heaven's perspective? Mm-hmm. What what would make it the difference between one fish or the other? Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings us to the point where then we can ask questions. I think of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Of I, I think one of the most valuable questions um, in the kingdom of God is what's really going on with me. Yes, I think Jesus invites that. I don't think he invites faking it, posturing. Um, I think he invites honesty. And um, you know, ironically enough, uh, we we happen to not be fish. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so Jesus gives a lot uh, to think about in. Um, I think the best answer, what's the kingdom of heaven like? Hmm. It's like treasure in a field. It's like a pearl of great value. Hmm. It's like fish caught in a net. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's what this kingdom is like. Hmm. That's okay. really good. That's really good. So we have a minute left. Um, before I hit the uh, conclusion, I think I feel like there's a joke in here you yeah. know, with fish and water, okay. right? Like you ask what, uh, you know, someone, what's water like? And, yeah. oh, it's wet, blah, blah, blah. You ask a fish, what's water like? And they're like, what's water? Because it's just the thing that they swim in all the time. It's the thing. And I, I do wonder if, like, can, could we ever get to a place where the kingdom is something that we don't even have to describe because it's all around mm. us and it, not, it Everything else is compared to it. Yeah. So anyway, just a thought to end. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Deep Dive. Uh, it's been good to be back in the rhythm of, of doing these conversations. We want to be a people that, as we say, keep our Bibles open, uh, that are curious about the world uh, and the faith that God allows us to, to have. And um, you can find this resource more on our website, calvary.church slash resources. As always, uh, email us at podcasts at calvary.church. Uh, go in grace and peace. Have a fantastic week. and We'll catch you again next week. Thanks for listening to The Deep Dive, a Calvary Church Media Productions podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.